You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everyone, this is Kristen Powers with Pets Rock at Pet Life Radio. Today I have two amazing girls making a humongous difference in the world of pets. Please give a warm tail wagon welcome to Sophia and Rachel Teicher and Lizette Shanick, founder of Pet Connect Rescue. Hi Sophia and Rachel, how are you? Good, how are you? Hi. Good. So, what I know about you guys is that you two girls were on Nick News, and you were highlighting your work with foster animals, and you worked with an organization called Pet Connect Rescue. Would you like to tell us more about what volunteer work you do and the foster work that you do? We work with an organization called Pet Connect, and what we do with that is we foster uh homeless animals, uh, mainly dogs, until they get a home, and we feed them, we walk them, and we give them a home until they can find a permanent one. Cool. So um, how long have you been doing this for? We've been doing this for about a year and a half to two years. And you've only done dogs so far? Yeah, they've done dogs. This is Lisa. Okay. So what is it like to foster? What are your favorite parts or your least favorite parts? Well, I think my favorite part is seeing how happy they get because when they come to us, they're sometimes very depressed because they've been in a shelter for so long. But when they start to feel better and they get more comfortable, I think it's really wonderful. And I also, I hate when they have to go to a new home because I, every time we foster, we get to know the dogs and we get to have a relationship but I know they're always going to a good home, so that makes me happy. And when we foster, we do everything we would do for a dog living in our house full-time. We just do it temporarily until they find a permanent home. Cool. So do you guys have pets of your own that you own full-time? We have two dogs. We both rescued them, but Marley came actually from Pet Connect, and she's a Border Collie Lab. And we have Snickers, who's a schnoodle, and that's a Schnauzer Poodle, and she's about four years old. So how does the foster um, process work? Like, can you explain the steps from, like, start to finish? Well, Pekinex gets a list of about 50 dogs that need to be taken out of the shelter because they're going to be euthanized soon. And then directors from Pekinex pick some dogs, and then there's something called a transport where transports, and we've actually done transports, we pick up the dog and take them to their foster home, but sometimes we pick up our own foster, and then we take them in our home and care for them, and then when Pecanek finds them a home, then that's when they go to their new home, and that's the end of the fostering process. That's great. So do you have any stories of, like, pets that you've fostered that you'd like to share, like any memorable pets or memories that you had from your fostering experiences? We fostered two eight-week-old Border Collie Lab mixes. They were adorable. They were the smallest puppies I've ever seen, and our dog Marley loved playing with them. And they, it was so weird to watch them grow in two weeks. They became, they were so tiny, and then in a matter of two weeks, they gained, like, five pounds. <laughs> and yeah, so, puppies sure yeah. to grow fast. And it was so fun to play with them, and teach them uh, like everything pretty much they didn't know how to walk on a leash how to go up and down stairs 
Uh, but the thing is, they had to be watched constantly, so we did it in the summertime, which was nice, too, because we got to spend two weeks with them. That's nice. So fostering can last different lengths of time. What are the ranges of time that you've fostered? Like, you just said two weeks for the puppies. What's, like, the longest you've fostered an animal? Well, it ranges from usually some dogs. It's Usually it's about three weeks, but we've had some dogs for two months. So from your experiences... Why do you think people should foster pets? I think it's important to foster pets because it's pretty much giving the animal a second chance. And if you're not capable of adopting, but you still want to help out an animal in some way, it's the perfect way to because you're saving an animal's life while giving the rescue organization time to find a home for it. That's good advice. So, um, what are your favorite animals? Like, I know you guys seem to like dogs a lot because you own dogs and you foster dogs. So what are your other favorite animals that you have? Well, I used to horseback ride, so I love horses. And I think kittens and cats are really cute. And I really like all animals. I really like dolphins and marine animals. That's neat. So, um, back to the foster, and I have another question for you. So, um, since you have them for such a short amount of time, do you find that it's easier to give up the dogs if you've only had them for a short amount of time versus a longer time, or is it just as hard for you to give them up either way? To be honest, it depends pretty much on the dog because some dogs you'll bond with more easily than others because some have social issues and some just, like, I've had dogs that like my sister more than they like me. So it depends. And uh, I don't think time is really a big factor. It's just how much bonding you get to do with the dog. Right. So you've had dogs that maybe have come from the shelter and they are in the shelter because maybe they had behavior problems or they were given up by their owners. So you could begin kind of like a roulette of any dog, but they're all capable of living in homes, right? Oh, yes. I definitely agree. That's good to know. So um, have you guys like volunteered or spent time in an animal shelter? It says most of your interactions with shelter pets been from ownership and fostering. Well, we actually have gone into our shelter and played with some of the dogs and some of the kittens, and we've walked and gave toys, and we've also done transports where you get to have the dog in your car, which is really fun and other stuff like that. And Sophia started a club at her school, and it's uh, called Paws for Paws. And with that, they had a toy drive for the dogs, and they came up with a huge bucket of toys. And the Humane Society was so grateful because you walk into this huge room filled with tons of blankets and toys and everything but once a dog goes to the bathroom on the blankets they're not usable anymore and you just have to throw it away and that whole entire room filled from floor to ceiling in blankets was only going to last them about a week and the toys every dog that comes in and out once you can't reuse a toy so um how would you advise people looking to help their shelters with like and blanket drives to organize one? Well, how I organized it was I talked to my club, but if you're by yourself, you can only just go to your principal and say, I'd like to help animals. Am I able to do a toy drive? And I got people to do announcements on this morning announcements. And we just put out boxes and decorated them and put posters out, help animals donate used or slightly used 
collars and toys, and it really worked out. It was our first drive, but we had a good amount of things to donate. Not only that, but if you're an adult and you want to help out too, you can send out like a chain email. We've done that before, and we've received so many toys and blankets and uh, towels, and we donated them. And it was a very easy way of getting everything, getting it so quickly. And also you can volunteer with your parent because some shelters used to be 18 years or older, but you can walk the dogs, and some of the dogs are in there all the time, and just walking them lights up their face. We walked one of them, and he just started jumping around. It was the sweetest thing. That's really cute. Yeah, I've definitely had my share of volunteering in a shelter, and it's always great when you can just bring a dog outside and see their face light up because they get to look up at the sky, and they get to play around on the grass and they get to sniff and explore and it's always such a good feeling. I think animal shelters are very different from any other type of volunteering experience because humans have such a different connection with animals and I think you guys seem to have that connection. Oh yeah, we'll do so, anything um, to help out an animal. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. What I've heard from a lot of the people with working with animal shelters, they see the future of animal welfare is fostering because, you know, you with the animal shelters, you have to, like, have this big facility where it costs money and you have to buy things for the pets and you have to get people to come to the shelter, whereas fostering is, like, you're not only getting them to have one-on-one interaction with a family, but you're also allowing the family to use their resources to help out in giving this pet a home. And I think you guys are just so cool by being at the head of the curve in Foster, and I congratulate you guys on that. Well, thank you. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will start turn the curve a little and ask Sophia and Rachel about fun stuff like school. We'll be back in a second. Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. Hands up. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, this is Rochelle Feb from the Twilight franchise. You're listening to the amazing, unstoppable Kristen Powers on Pet Rock at Pet Life Radio. Back to the party. Let's go! With the hottest party in town. Alright, we're back now. Today's interview is with Sophia and Rachel Teicher and Lizette Shawnick, founder of Pet Connect Rescue. So, ladies, we just finished interviewing you about 
very interesting idea of fostering and what you've done. And now I kind of want to turn the curve a little bit and ask you more about what you guys like to do besides fostering. So um, first of all, I was just wondering whether you guys are in middle school or high school. I'm in middle school. And I'm in high school. So um, I know teenagers don't really want to think about school, but I was just wondering if you guys would like to share what your favorite part about school is or what your favorite school subjects are. Once. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> um, probably English, too. Yeah, I like English, too. My English teacher is very nice and loves animals, too. That's cool. Do you guys have a lot of people in your school who are connected with animals like you guys are, or do you think it's kind of more isolated where you are? Well, all the people in my club love animals, and they do stuff by, on their own and with the club. And I know lots of my friends have animals and love helping animals and just all that stuff, I guess. That's nice. So um, what other activities do you enjoy? I know one you said you used to do horseback riding. Is that correct? Yeah. Cool. So what do you guys like to do now, like, when you have free time? I do soccer, and I like just going outside, I guess, and running and going on the trampoline and stuff like that. I like to cook and hang out with my friends and go to the gym. Awesome. You guys both have qualities that I enjoy, cooking and soccer. What are your favorite things to cook and your favorite thing about soccer? Well, my favorite thing about soccer is because I play goalie usually. I love punting the ball to the other end of the field. And cooking, I love to make cakes. I like anything sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good. Do you guys like making it from scratch? Yeah. Yeah, I like taking the cookbooks and uh, getting all the recipes from there and just creating my own thing. Yeah, that's cool. So um, here's an interesting question for you guys, I thought. If you could live in the wild with any animal at all, what animal would it be? I would live with a shark in the Great Barrier <laughs> Reef because I'm really into aquamarine, like animals that live under the sea, and I just think that it would be so cool to see all the coral and all the pretty colors and, and all that because I watch all the shows and about sharks and whatnot. If I could pick who I'd want to live in the wild with, I think I'd want to live with the cheetah because the cheetah can protect me if he doesn't eat me first and he can get <laughs> food and stuff like that. Yeah, I think both qualifying factors for both those animals is if they don't eat me first. <laughs> but sharks are really mm -hmm. nice and I, I'm sure cheetahs, they always have those like animal plant shows where the woman is the best friend with the cheetah because they grew up together or something. So those are cool. I like those answers. So do you guys have any animal heroes that you look up to that, like, inspire you to foster or inspire you just to, like, help out animals in general? Or if you don't have an animal hero, do you have a favorite, like, show on Animal Planet or, like, a favorite animal-themed book? I think Steve Irwin is kind of my animal hero because he helped, when he was alive, he really helped animals and was really looking into projects that would help animals from being extinct. And I think my favorite show would be The Crocodile Hunter because he doesn't just do crocodiles. He does other animals like sharks and sea turtles and owls and other animals. I agree with Sophia about um, him being my like animal hero, but I think it's very important and it's really great that Animal Planet does put out the animal cruelty shows and the shows that, I mean, aren't the most enjoyable and, and the best thing to watch, but they really get the message out and they show you what's actually happening to these dogs 
that are being put into the shelter and how terrible their life is before and how much better you can make it after you adopt. It shows so many success stories, which I really love to see. Yeah, I enjoy that too. Yeah, I definitely think that too. I think it's kind of like a, I don't know how to compare it, but like maybe like a CSI type thing, like the same type of attraction where it's kind of like crime. And But I agree with you that it's really highlighting the issues. And I think what they do a great job too of is not only showing the problem, but showing like, the animal's reaction when they're taken out of that environment and they're brought to someone who loves them and cares for them. And I think that really has an impact on people and shows that you really can make a difference in a life because I feel some people just don't think they can make a difference. But when you see the look on an animal's face or them crying in happiness, I think that really hits home. Yeah, and you see the animals that uh, who had the worst lives, who were beat and who had behavioral issues, but once they get put into a home with someone who loves them and cares for them, they are a new dog. They just open up and they become the best family dogs because they're so loving and they give you so much love back. Yeah, I think that's really great. All right, so I have one last question for you guys before we go. And I was wondering if you guys had a favorite experience or a memory with an animal or animals that you'd like to share. I think actually our dog, Marley, because she came to us as our foster and we had a background on her and they said that she was a give up where they let her out of the house and they think they wouldn't let her back in because on her collar she had one of those tracker chips but it looked like something sharp had taken it out and she came with a little uncomfortable and a little scared as men and they also said that she was abused which was really really sad and she came and she was a bit uncomfortable and didn't know what was really going on. But she, after training and knowing that she's okay, she's out of that environment, she really lit up, and she's now the best dog and the best family dog. And all she does is want to love you and take care of you, and she's just wonderful. Awesome. Is there anything you'd like to add to that, Rachel? I would have to say my favorite memory is... It's sad, but seeing all the animals go, because I know they're going to a great home, and I know they're going to be cared for for the rest of their lives. So I don't think there's one special memory. I think it's just a lot put that uh, makes me so happy and so re- and makes this whole experience so rewarding. That's really cool. All right, so I have a question for Lizette now, who's the founder of Pet Connect Rescue. I was just wondering if you could explain to us what the difference between a rescue organization is and an animal shelter. Absolutely, and there actually is quite a big difference between the two. Um, Animals that are given up or abandoned or lost will uh, most likely end up in an animal shelter, and they only have a certain period of time uh, during which time someone has to step forward to adopt them. And if that period of time passes, and it could be anywhere from three days to a week to two weeks usually at most, then that animal will be euthanized. And what a rescue organization like Pet Connect Rescue will do is we'll see the appeals that those girls talked about, those 50 emails, in fact, we get about that many each week of animals that are in shelters who are about to be euthanized. And that's where rescue comes in, and we take those animals from the shelters we provide them with the medical care that the shelters won't provide because 
they're thinking the animal's going to end up being euthanized, so they won't put the money into that. So we take those animals, we transport them to our area, and we place them into foster homes, provide them with the medical care that they need, and socialize them so that when people step forward to adopt, they're going to meet a healthy, clean, loved animal, the kind of animal that uh, the girls were just talking about that has been in a home for a few weeks and has settled down. And those animals become highly adoptable, whereas in the shelters, they were completely overlooked. And that's the wonderful thing about rescue is it's actually saving those lives that otherwise, uh, animals that otherwise wouldn't have a chance. That's great to hear. Thank you for explaining that. Is there anything else you'd like to add? What is your well, website I, again? Also, uh, it's petconnectrescue.org. Okay. So how important is fostering to a rescue organization? I'm glad you asked that question because actually it's the most important thing that anyone can do because we see animals in shelters that we know we can place into loving homes. But unless we have a landing place for them, meaning a foster home, we can't save those animals. So as soon as someone steps forward and says, I will foster, it means that we're going to save an animal's life. And it can be very short term. Some of our animals go into foster homes and within three or four days, they're in permanent homes. We just need them to get out of the shelters so that we can place them. All right. Awesome. So listeners, if you'd like to help save a pet's life, go to PetConnectRescue.org and see what you can do to help out. Thank you very much for joining us, Lizette. Thank you so much. So I want to thank you guys so much for spending your time talking to us about the importance of fostering. And I'd like to congratulate you once again on all the amazing work you've done. And just thank you for sharing so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you to Sophia and Rachel Teicher and Lizette Shanick, founder of Pet Connect Rescue. It's been a great interview, and I hope everyone who's listening considers fostering in their future. Thank you, and have a great night. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.